When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With your hosts, Mick Moran and Jay Pearson. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Copac Podcast. It's Jay again and alongside me as always is Mick. Uh, we've got another special episode today. We're joined by a man who has Liverpool in his blood. He joined the Liverpool Academy when he was seven years of age and went on to captain the youth team to not one but two FA Cup youth, youth titles in 2006 and 2007. In 2008, he made his senior debut at the Champions League tie away at PSV, but it was the following March when he made his name on the cop, quite literally when he came on as a sub for Gerrard in a Real Madrid 4-0 battering. He was a mainstay in the side in season 11-12, and it saw him pick up a League Cup winner's medal and an FA Cup semi-final victory over the Ev as well, and as well starting in an FA Cup final for his boyhood club. And as the cop likes to say, there's only one Jay Spearin. So Jay Spearin, thank you very much for joining us today, buddy. We appreciate it. No worries, any sir. Um, so lockdown life treating you okay, mate? Yeah. So all right, yeah, it's all right. As I said before, it's it's different, but we have to get used to it. There's not a lot we can do, but uh, I'm enjoying spending time with the kids, uh, the wife. I best say that in case she kills me. <laughs> but man, it's it's good. It's 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 different, but learning every day and getting used to it, and just trying to keep a routine about it. That's all. Yeah, exactly, mate. Especially for the kids and stuff, mate. And it, it's uh, they can get bored quite quickly when they can't go to different places, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, it is, it is mate. Yeah, let's all I hear from seven o'clock in the morning to late at night is daddy, can we do this? Dad, can we do this? Dad, can we do that? <laughs> let never hear me name so much in your life. I <laughs> know, <laughs> feeling pal. <laughs> um, well, listen, mate, just I mean, because there's a lot of times where I know Liverpool fans have not really heard your sort of story, that type of thing. And I'd yeah. basically just start, start at the beginning, mate. Is obviously your dad's a big red, uh, so obviously yeah. he's bred into you and you at the caddy when you were when you were about seven, so. What do you remember about those early years, about first supporting Liverpool and, you know, what, what your dad taught you? Um, oh, God, we can go on forever here. But no, um, do you know what? It was really enjoyable. Dad had me in the garden like everybody else. Everyone else with their son, get them in the garden, kicking the ball as, as early as possible. Um, just enjoying it, having fun. Um, I had a couple of friends that then went on to join a, a local side over my, over my way called Greenleys. Uh, a few friends played there. Dad took me along, got involved. I think I had about six, seven months there at seven. Um, and then another friend of ours, his oldest son, 
was at Liverpool Academy at the time. Yeah. And he just come to a game one day and just said, um, the under sevens are looking for five, six plays from over the water. They the, the said, do I know anybody? And he mentioned myself and Craig Linfield at the time. Yeah. Um, so we just said, I mean, obviously our dads just said, yeah, no problem, we'll go over. So we went over to Melwood, it was, um, the old Melwood. Mm. Uh, and it was Billy Bygroves. Um, he was the coach of the under sevens, eights. And he, we, had, we signed a form for like a six-week trial and my dad did anyway, I remember. Um, and then after four weeks, myself and Craig were signed and then we never looked back. Brilliant. Well, in terms of obviously when you when you first went there, obviously at seven years of age, there's loads of players that you're looking up to there, like Robbie Fowler and Steve McManaman and stuff. Was you, I mean, I don't know if you can remember, mate, it was a bit in awe of walking around and seeing those types of faces. Yeah, it was. It was strange because obviously as a seven-year-old kid, you kind of, you kind of know what's going on, but then you're also kind of just like, you know, when can, when can I get the ball out? So can we go for yeah. the football? Can we get, can we, when are we, when are we training or when, when am I going to like kick a ball? Um, there was, I remember we did like a thing, I think it was, oh, what was it, Corn Hines Reedlet, I think it was. Legend. I think, when we, I think when we first arrived, he came around the corner and just like said hello to everybody. So obviously then as a seven-year-old, he was like giving us all high five and we were all like, wow, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> and then it was just like, come on, get out and train and just enjoy it and, Say at that age, you just kind of like want to kick a ball with your mates, and I, I was lucky enough that Craig was there with me, so I had a friend that I knew, and it was just about like enjoying myself and having fun. Yeah, and it, it, it sort of you could see that the obviously during the youth cup days when you were you were quite close to a lot of the lads that were, that were in those youth cup teams, and when Liverpool won the youth cup in '96, obviously it was just just before you you went there, um, it was a massive deal for the club. As obviously it was the first time we'd won the competition, and it boasted some famous names like, you know, Owen and, and Carragher. But yeah. you went on to win two of those titles back-to-back after a long time was not wearing it. And, and you captained both the sides as well. I mean, how special was that for you to, to captain the Liverpool Youth Cup winning side back-to-back? must have been amazing. Do you know, do you, do you know what, like I just said, look, at seven, you're kind of there and you're thinking, yeah, I'm just going to go play football and enjoy myself. But as you do get older, you start to realise, well, come at Liverpool here. Uh, mm. This is a club that I support, all my favourite players are here. Obviously, the Stevies came through, the Carragers, the McManamans were playing, and you know what I mean, and Owens and stuff. And as you're going through, you're thinking, oh, that, I've got a chance of this. Um, I mean, I was lucky enough that I think that youth side, we were together from nine. Like, I think we we only lost maybe one player out of from nine till 16, 17. Um, and used to call us the dream team. I think we went a couple of years unbeaten, never lost games or anything. We had a lot of good players in that in that squad, um, and that obviously came out with the, the two youth cups back to back. The first one, I was we played pre season. That is our first pre season game in the Leeds, and I broke my leg, um, and I was out for yeah. seven months. So managed to get back for the semi final, but I think all year round I was thinking, please stay in the cup, please stay in the cup. Come on, yeah. get us through, get us through, and you got through. And to get back for then and be involved, and as you say, to go back to back and. It was the biggest cup competition. It was the only cup competition you had at that age. Uh, yeah. It was the first real taste of it. You played league games all the way through the academy stage, but to real like a knockout stage of cup, it was the only cup competition you could be involved in. And like you said, it was it was a big deal for the club. The first one was in '96, and then to win it at City away, and then we lost the game two 0 mm. but obviously winning three 0 from home, um, it was a massive thing for the club and especially for for, for the lads. And then yeah. to then go and do it again and do it at Old Trafford. Yeah, know? just about to say. <laughs> it's two two big occasions and two big stadiums that you go and win it at. And 
So when it was your mates that you grew up with, just mm. made it even better. Obviously, I made it amazing doing it for Liverpool, but with the mates that I'd played with since nine and to go and win that cup competition together as, as, as one group, it, it was probably a, gr- a great time. Yeah, and I think we, we could see it in your, in your faces when you'd won it. I mean, I, I was 22, 23 at the time when that, when that happened and you definitely could see there was a, a real togetherness and it was just typical of the academy, the way every player has been brought through that academy to have the relationship that you've got. And, you know, there was, uh, I remember there was a newspaper article at the time and saying this will be the England team in, in, in 10, 15 years' time. And there was the likes of yourself and Robbie Threlfall in there as well. And you, 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 you had serious hope that that would, would happen one day. But there were some, some special players in that side. And as a lot of Liverpool fans, they like to look at the youth sides to see, like, right, who's coming through next because it, we've been brought up on it, haven't we? So, well, yeah, that, that's what it was. It's a, it's a massive pathway. And Liverpool, like you say, the Liverpool way. And, Scousers fans love local lads coming through and, and, and having a go and showing the, the Liverpool desire and commitments yeah. and the love for the club that we have. Um, I feel that I did it for my for, through my time. I, I lived a, a kid's a childhood's dream. Uh, mm. A lot of lads did exactly the same thing that maybe weren't as fortunate, but they did the Youth Cup and no one can take that away from them. They did the Reserve League the year after. Yeah, of um, do you know what I mean? And like we lived the dream, and I was fortunate enough then to go on to the first team with Martin Kelly, even mm. Dobbs as well. Um, we were fortunate to to have time on the field for the club that we'd we'd grew up playing for. So um, it was a real special moment, a real special part of my life that I'd never I'd never forget and look back on with very fond memories. Spot on, mate. I think with with that around that time as well, you were you were very much obviously the pivotal role. Of, of the team with being captain and you were you're so commanding in the, in that centre of midfield. I think I was one of them. I jumped on the bandwagon of thinking this lad is the, the, the real deal. He's the next Steven Gerrard. He can lead us because of you, the the scouts are in you and you were being compared to to, to Gerrard quite a bit back then. I mean, yeah. did at the time did you read any of that? Did you hear any of that? I mean, was you like, oh Jesus Christ, I don't need that bloody pressure or like, yeah, sound. I'll, I'd love to do that. Do you know what, mate? I always say a lot of people have asked me that question, and to be honest with you, it was just like, it is what it is. Let them talk yeah. what they're going to talk about. You'll never get another Stevie G. No, like you can say whatever you want. You will never get another one like him. Um, so you have to become your own person and and make your own statements. Um, I tried to make my own statements. I gave everything I could to it, and I got my rewards of playing over fifty games for Liverpool Football Club, and it was just a. Uh, I think obviously that the dream was to be there for life. That didn't mm. come to happen. Obviously, we'll go into that into a little bit more detail later. But I lived my dream. I, I played at the Champions League level, Europa League, FA Cup final, uh, Carlin Cup, got obviously a winner's medal, like you mentioned before, played in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? I did everything I ever dreamed of doing. So I yeah. loved every single second of it. And I've got no regrets at all of my time at the club. Spot on, mate. Well, let's fast forward to the 9th of December 2008 then. PSV Eindhoven. That gorgeous throwback to the grey kit, Champions League patch <laughs> on your arm. You sat next to Derby and Kells. What's going yeah. through your mind, lad? Did you know you were going to get a game? We'd obviously qualified, didn't we? So yeah, you know you- we, I think if you look at the, I think if you look at the lineup, there was a few changes. Um, I think David and Gog maybe got his debut as well or started. Yeah. Um, and obviously Lucas. I think Lucas was playing. Uh, the centre was at left back. Like no disrespect to these players, but like made quite a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of lads were rested, and I think it was the oh, when was it? 
I think it was just after the weekend's game, he, he called the three of us in and just said, listen, lads, you, you're going to be travelling to PSV. Um, you've got a real good chance of being involved. We're going to make a few changes because we've won the group or whatever. So, and it was just more excitement than anything, especially yeah. again, I'd been with Darb since nine years of age. Kells was obviously the younger group, but for the player and the size that he was, he was, he was pushed up to our age a lot. Mm. Um, so, that again, it was lads that I grew up with to experience them things, to go through the the same emotions as them, but have my mate next to me was something that I could have, like, you know, if I had a way of doing yeah. it, I'd have done it exactly that way. Um, and again, it just, when we got there in the night, we trained there the night before, you know, surreal, thinking, wow, look at you, what's going on here? Sending your <laughs> mum and dad, sending your mum and dad pictures, look, oh, look where I am, you know what I mean? Just little things like that. Yeah. Um, and again, walking out to train with your mates, thinking, wow, this is mad. You've gone from playing at the academy in front of, 50 people to a stadium that holds, you know, 40, 50,000 Champions League night. Um, and then the night of, then getting a nod to be in the 18 in the afternoon, thinking, wow, this is insane. Ringing me dad. Dad, I'm involved. You won't believe it. I'm on the bench. You know what I mean? Like, oh. make sure you make sure you watch it, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Get Sky just, Plus fucking set, will you? <laughs> yeah, mate. It's just real excitement. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Can imagine, pal. Well, I mean, obviously... We, I do remember the game and, you know, it was a nice, comfortable win in the end anyway. But I think we've looked at that. But I think, you know, if people would say, when, when was the first time you saw Jay Spearing? It was definitely March 2009. So, you sat on the bench, you're watching your teammates batter Real Madrid 3-0. And at what point does Rafa look at you and go, Jay, get ready? Or does he, did he not say anything, just fucking pointed his finger like, Doesn't you know, say, the he's so, <laughs> he was one of the best coaches I think I've ever worked under. He was so, like, so he just listened to anything he said. He was so clever yeah. in what he did and how his management, my management was just next to none. Um, again, it was a surreal moment of, right, you're going to be involved. Like, wow, Real Madrid at home. Wow, this is insane. Like, what's going mm. on? Um, and then another one of thinking, when the first two goals in, go in, you think, oh, get in. Like, happy days, we're winning. Yeah, goals as a fan. <laughs> as a fan, you think, you get in. I love this. Real Madrid at home. Wow, what an atmosphere this is. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> um, and then the third goes in, and you think, oh, I might get that. You know what? what? Go on. You think to yourself, go on, chuck me on, gaffer. Like, <laughs> give us a go. So you start, like, when you warm up, you're running a bit faster, and, like, you're doing yeah. a bit more to, like, try and get attention. And then always remember just sitting there, I think Kells was involved again. It was just a just a matter of like a point and go, mm. and like oh, that that then obviously we all knew that was the time. Like, listen, get ready, you're going on, and I thought, oh my god, what's going on here? <laughs> um, and it's just I literally I think I've ran down that line the quicker I've ever ran down it. Uh, just <laughs> to get ready. And, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, come on, call me back, call me back quick. Um, and again, mate, just sheer excitement, knowing that like your mum and dad and your family, your sister, your friends, everyone, yeah, arrive. Or, or if your mates are in the you know in the stand itself, just through tickets and that. Mm. Um, and then all your family at home, and you're just thinking, what? This is I'm just gonna run around and just enjoy myself here. Yeah, fair play. And you did as well. I mean, just out of interest, off topic, is Fernando Gago and Goosey still in your pocket, lads? Yeah, I've just I've let him out. I let it, I let him out about eighteen months ago. So. <laughs> oh man, I'll never forget that. Honestly, it was one of the best games I've ever been to, and you know, being being in the ground and having your name sung like pretty much straight away after you just come on and buried yourself into them tackles, and it must be some kind of record for your your name being sung on the cop so bloody quickly after the debut at Anfield. Mate, it must have been incredible. 
it was it was a bit surreal. It was kind of like I always remember me saying, my dad always said to me, whenever you get on sun, just go and touch the ball as quick as possible. Mm. So I was like, right, okay, no worries. So I always remember literally, I think Pepe caught one, I think it was, and I literally just ran at Pepe and said, give me the ball. I screamed at him, give me the ball. <laughs> and he gave me it and I passed it about five yards, I think. But then this sense of like, I don't know what it was, this sense of relief just like came yeah. out of your body. And just thought, you know what? You're freeing a look against Real Madrid at home, just run around and have some fun, you know what I mean? Just enjoy yeah. it and embrace every minute I can. And I really did. I just ran around, kicked a few people and got some <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, I think, I think I had a go at Torres as well, uh, uh, Fernando for not passing me the ball back. I think it was the Van der Vaart one. I think I tackled him in the middle of the park. Yeah. Played the ball around the corner, went one to the one two, but he had the shot, I think, or something. <laughs> and I was like thinking, like, come on, give me it back. But you know, I just ran off then, of course. I can't say that to Nando. Yeah, fair play. Well, I think, again, we, we touched on it before, didn't we, about academy players coming through. And, you know, it was another scouser in the team. You know, it, it's it, it's something that everybody just loved because everybody who's on the stands wants to play for Liverpool. And there's another local lad getting his Anfield debut against the might of Real Madrid in a fantastic. Uh, in a fantastic result, and let's let's face it, mate, you're on a, in hand for the fourth goal as well. So, it's it's such an amazing experience for you, man. I bet you just look back at that going, do you know what? It, it, if you if you cleared and finished there at Liverpool, that'd have been yeah. fantastic, wouldn't it? Do you know what I, I said? I said that to someone a, a couple a couple of months ago. If I'd have finished after that night, I'd have yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like everything I've done since has been fantastic. You know what I mean? It's been unbelievable. But if they said, right, you're going to go all the way through and then you'll come on at Real Madrid and run 4-0 at home with your parents in the crowd, the cops in your name, like, you tick every box and you pinch yeah. yourself and think, thank you very much, that's my life made. Yeah, um, fair play. Do you know what I mean? It was just, like, surreal. Um, but nothing like Rafa, though, straight, obviously, done with debut, like, loved it, was on an mm. absolute massive fire. Everyone came, come in. Uh, all giving me like a big hug, saying congratulations. All the players giving me high five, love it, yeah. well done. Well, like you've done, you've done, you've worked so hard to get it. And then Rafa came round and went, "Oh Jay, listen, you with the reserves tomorrow. You've got Man United at Wellington." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, so much, cheers." Bring <laughs> you back now to her. That's how good he was though, because he never let like you yeah. never let people get too far ahead of themselves. Everybody, mm. even the best players. Fernando's, the Alonso's, the Mascaranos, everybody was like straight as ever. There was no big ego, to nothing. Everyone was on the same level. Yeah. And that's how like, he was really good at like keeping everyone together and grounded and just like got the best out of everybody. What um, was he like to do personally, Jay? Obviously, we've heard about Gerard speaking about him being quite a cold character and didn't feel loved and all that. What what yeah. did you make of him as a as as a coach in the dressing room? As a coach, I think for, for my side of it, obviously Stevie was a was a massive player. He was a captain of the like, captain of the club, and you know what I mean. He'd, he'd been around for years and years and years, and that was the way Rafa decided to look after him. But as a young lad coming through, uh, Rafa was the one that took me from I say I was centre back all the way up until eighteen. Somehow right. I don't know how, being five foot seven, it was kind of thinking, <laughs> "What am I doing here?" Um, but he was the one that called me in and said, "Listen, Jay, I, I really like." Obviously, how you play, what you're about. So I think you can you can, you can play for Liverpool Football Club, but not at centre back. You're going to be like a holding midfielder. Um, he then met, he then said to me, "Listen, you're going to play as a number ten for the reserves with wow. Gary Ablett." So I was like, "Right, okay." He said, "Because I want you to learn the whole role of midfield." 
Um, so for me personally, it was fantastic. I had a year with the Resies when we obviously went on to win it. I was number yeah. 10 behind Christian Nemeth. Yeah, um, oh, he's a good, great player he was. Yeah. yeah, so obviously that was a good year. Really learned that role, really enjoyed it. I scored my only hat-trick I've ever scored against Bolton and the Resies. Um, and then yeah, he pulled me back into holding. But I, every time I trained with the first team, from that moment on the Real Madrid team, he rewarded me by putting me in the first team dressing room as well. Ah. Um, so that was like a bit of a reward after it. He like came and called for me uh, a couple of mornings after. And I was thinking, oh, God, what have I done? Like, did not play well the other night, so what, what, what's going on? And he was like, well, listen, you're going into the first team dressing room, congratulations. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, so that was a little bonus out of that. So with me personally, he was, he was outstanding. He was really good. He helped me, like, nurture into that midfield role I hadn't really played before, only a couple of times before. What's on, mate? Awesome. And the thing is, with, with, uh, with Rafa as well, obviously, we, we were all devastated to see him go and... There was changes afterwards as well, but obviously Rafa was, was dead good to you. But if we fast forward again to your, your, your league debut away at Sunderland, which obviously must have been a memorable occasion for you and your family, but it was overshadowed by a, a bloody beach ball, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, you just couldn't write it, could you? But oh. besides that, for the, and the results obviously on the day, must have again, must have been a special occasion for you. Yeah, again, again, you grow up and you you get to that time. You want to be in the Premier League with the, with Liverpool Football Club, and I got the opportunity to London, full packed house, great fan support. We'd gone there, and I, you know what I mean. You can't write it, can you? The beach ball was there, and it happened. And I think we all, I think you, like we all, just screamed at the ref, going, "That can't count! That can't count!" You know, just to try and get yeah, exactly. it good, but it just didn't work. But another moment that I can look back on and go, oh, "I was involved in that." I'll be there for that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't have think what would happen if that happened again today. Would VAR rule it out or what? You know, you just don't know. But yeah, you wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't know, mate. I wouldn't be able to say that one. Another bloody thing that uh, is against us again. And do you know what? I won't mind if it was a Sunderland ball, but it was a frigging Liverpool one, wasn't it? From Liverpool fan. <laughs> it was on the, in the paper for ages, weren't it? Going yeah. Liverpool's fan. He done this. He done that. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. But. Again, it's, 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 I, I look back at it and just, I just laugh now because I mean, obviously the season wasn't 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 the best season ever. So if we could take some some comedy out of it, then that'd be good. But mate, honestly, yeah. you know, making your debut and that is just like you said, it's it's a dream come true. But again, it's another opportunity. You know, it's not just okay. I've had a couple of European games and now being thrown into to, yeah. to league matches now to gain three points to to gain qualification for European places to challenge yeah. for the title. And it just shows the the faith that he had in you. He was not. He was brilliant. I say I, I can't thank him enough. Um, he was outstanding with me. He gave me oh, obviously all the debuts that I ever dreamed of doing playing at the mm. football club, and he was fantastic. Like you say, to then play the Premier League for the club and tick another little tick off the list yeah. that you always do. You, you listen. I, I joined the academy at seven for the first year or two. Didn't really have a clue. Like didn't really obviously didn't know what what it what it was. What I really enjoyed mm. it. It was good. I was going training twice a week and that and a little game every so often. It was good. Um, I wasn't allowed to play with my mates anymore and stuff like that. So that was oh. my football. Um, and as you get older and older, you work all the way through for them moments. And I, I checked all them moments off. Good lad. And I think um, when you went out on loan to Leicester, and then yeah, you, you obviously it's always a good for a, a lad uh, at that age to get a, get some experience, get some fifteen games in and improve themselves. But when you came back to the club. Um, it's safe to say it was a little bit of a dark time for us, given yeah, it was, the, yeah. off, the off the off field antics that we weren't yeah. playing well uh, under Roy Hodgson and we'd fallen way off the pack, and yeah. it, it was it was a bit of a sag. What did you make of 
the Roy Hodgson era and, and the stuff that was going on in the club in terms of X and Gillette versus FSG and uh, was you part of it? Was was you just like, no, I'm just going to keep my head down, getting training, or was was you worried just as much as we are because you are a fan as well? I think everybody was, mate. I mean, it was a really difficult time. It was a transition time of the club. Um, I, it was a transition for them, but it was also I was trying to make make a statement and get in. So it was a tough time because obviously with everything going on off the pitch, it kind of put a dull on what was going on the pitch. Yeah. Um, it was. I felt. If I'm honest, I think a lot of people will probably agree with me. I felt that, well, a lot of players anyway, I felt Roy Hodgson just come with the club to the wrong time. Yeah. Um, I felt yeah. like he was he was an easy outlet, easy out, if you know what I mean. If, yeah. Obviously, because the negativity that was going on with the with the board and the owners and all that. Um, and then, obviously, it affected stuff on the pitch and everything was just down about the place, the transition. He was just an easy outlet and... Yeah, he was a really, really good coach. I think a lot of the lads would say he is a really, very good coach, and that's why he's still a Palace now doing so well that he's done. Um, and he just didn't get—he just come at the wrong time. But he was a fantastic mm. coach and a real, real nice guy. And I think a lot of people, everyone would say the same about him. But again, yeah. the big thing for him it was just—it was just a difficult time to be a Liverpool football club for any manager, whether it's going to be him or anybody else. It would have been difficult, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it was a bit of that, and also? Maybe not his level. I know he he worked wonders at Fulham, and like I said, he's doing really well with Palace now. Do you think Liverpool yeah. was maybe a step too much for him, as much as he came at the wrong time as well? Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, uh, I think because listen, following following Rafa Benitez is is going to be a yeah. very very difficult thing to do. Um, at the time, the club probably didn't feel well. You never know, but you might not have thought they could get the man that they really want. Hodgson had done so well at Fulham; it really progressed yeah. and. He'd been in the game a long time. Could he come and just stable the club while things were going in a transition? Um, and unfortunately for him, it kind of it kind of dulled out quite quick and didn't work for him. And the fan, like the fans, say the, the Liverpool fans really like love the club, really really love the club massively, and they just want to see it do well. And it was just a, a tough time all around, I think. Mm. Well, then eventually uh, Hodgson leaves, and on the the, the 9th of well the eighth of January two thousand eleven, the King. Is back at the helm. How much? Yeah. How much did that um, change things, especially in the dressing room? It must have been like a like a weight had been lifted type of yeah, thing. It was, yeah, it was a huge boost. Listen, the, the king, the king Kenny, and to have him come in and, and be your manager for any, you don't have to be a scouser to know that that's a big deal. Um, yeah. We all knew as soon as he come in, the aura, the stature, the 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 the, the, the person that he is, and. He's the king. He's the king of Liverpool football club. So you, you, whatever he says goes. You listen to him, and he has that. He, he's King Kenny. So, but he's a good coach as well. He brought in two clever men with it. He brought obviously Steve Clark with him. He's an incredible coach as well. He really helped him. Uh, he was doing a lot of the work on the field in training. The king with the king just coming in every so often and putting a little thing in. Um, but for me personally, as a scouser, as a lad growing up, my dad. He's my dad's hero. Stevie G was my hero, so they couldn't get any better for me. I had yeah. Stevie G training with me as captain. I had the manager, King Kenny, as my <laughs> manager. It was a perfect for a local yeah. lads. A little box for the best. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, Glenn, mate, you wanted to ask me about your mate, didn't you? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, when I, when I watched interviews with Kenny, he'd always call you Wee J, and that. Oh, that yeah. I I always just thought that was hilarious. Did he ever call you that in person, or was that just always? Just, Wee man, it used to be, used to be like wee man as well. He'd be like, oh, what, morning wee man. 
and I'm like, oh, I see, yeah, and I know I'm small, but come on, the gas, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, give me, give me like a bit of, I'll, I'll see you. Don't need the nation <laughs> in the world, no, nothing small as well. But now no, he was. Laughed. I was just laughing with me because every every time you got mentioned, it'd be Wee J. It wouldn't be like J or Spear, and it'd always be no. Wee J. Just always yeah. wondered. I had a really good relationship <laughs> with him again. He was fantastic. He really like. He gave me a lot of belief, and he had a lot of belief in me. Yeah. Uh, I think he he shown that for the year that we had. I played a lot. Like, probably my most influential year at the club, um, yeah. and he really liked what I was about, and that for me was the ultimate. The ultimate goal. I had obviously the king backing me, and he wanted me yeah. to be involved in the local football club. And again, it was just it was just mad to be in part of. But loved every minute of it. He gave obviously not just me, but Kells, Flano, uh, Jack Robinson as well. You know, at the mm-hmm. time, he gave all the local lads uh, game time. And do you know what, mate? It was just a real, real good year. Um, loved it again. Obviously, the derby games and the city games and the cup finals, and you know, it was just. A fantastic year, and I just really loved it with him being in charge and Clarky. Clarky, Clarky didn't get a lot of a lot of talk about it because obviously the King was the manager, but Clarky was outstanding as well. Yeah, definitely. I think I mean you've just touched on it there, Jay. Um, you were a mainstay of of, of Dalglish's sides. You really were. You know, you were in you were in the squad all the time. You started a lot of games under him. But again, it's a testament to your ability and your attitude. But obviously, in the summer of that. The 2011, we signed Charlie Adam, Stuart Down, yeah. and Jordan Henderson. Mm. You must have felt like your chances might have been a bit limited going, oh, right, the club has spent money on three big, big name players at the time. You must have think, bloody hell, I've got my work cut out here. And you, you went on to be a mainstay of the side. It must have been quite daunting at the beginning, though. Yeah, it was, mate. But the thing is, though, I knew, listen, we're Liverpool Football Club, we can go and buy whatever, whoever we wanted, you know what I mean? We are, we can attract massive players. Everyone wants to be, for, wants to play for Liverpool. It's a, it's a huge club worldwide and it still is, obviously it still is. Yeah. Um, but I knew they were going to bring, attract bigger, bigger players and, and obviously good players. Uh, with Charlie coming in, he had a fantastic time with Blackpool uh, and it was just a matter of, listen, I need to prove to the manager that I, I, whether you spent six million on, on him or not, I should be playing and I deserve to share it. Um, and thankfully, like luckily enough, I did that myself. I, I knuckled down, worked hard, believed that I could do something and, and proved that I was able to play at that level. Uh, and I just needed to win the manager over. And thankfully, I did and, and managed to play a big part of that season. Yeah. And obviously, big of, one of the biggest parts that season was winning the, the League Cup. Yeah. Tell us about the, the... I mean, obviously, we, we never do the, the, a Cup final friggin' easily, do we? We've always got to do it the hard way. Um Tell us about the, the day against Cardiff, mate, at Wembley. How was it? Do you know what, mate? It's a bit of a mixed, mixed emotion, to be fair, because I'd played every round. And yeah. we played City away, and I'd done my hamstring, and I'd missed both. I came off after about, about half an hour, I think it was, at the first leg, and we won the look. Um, and that kept me out from the semi. And I was thinking at home, in the reserve leg, please get through, boys, come on, we can do this. So we got through. And then it was just a matter of, it was a mixed emotion because I was nervous thinking, he hadn't named the team yet. I was thinking, oh, I've played every round. Will I, get a, will I get a go? Will he bring me back in? I understand if he doesn't because obviously I've been injured and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he just pulled me the, the, the morning off and just said, listen, with your hamstring and just training like a couple of days, uh, I don't think you're fit enough to, to start. But obviously you, you're going to be involved. You have to be involved because of obviously what you've done for us this year. And, yeah. I think you deserve, you deserve it. So I was like, oh, all right, that's, and that, that was enough for me. 
to yeah. have him at, like pull me aside and explain the situation was fine. And obviously, a little bit of disappointment not to start. But again, I want to win the final. I want the team to win. And mm-hmm. luckily, like you said, we didn't do it easy way. But just remember them, them penalties thinking, please, come on, this is, please do it. And we luckily, luckily we did it. And again, another surreal moment that you, you'll, you'll never probably, hard to get that, that feeling back again at that moment of that obviously missed penalty to win it and running mm. to the lads to celebrate. You know what I mean? It's, 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 a, tough, it's a tough moment to describe, to be honest with you. Yeah, I can imagine. And like you said, you're picking up a, a winner's medal at Wembley for Liverpool. It's another, yeah. you know, we tick the box and if you want to finish your career there, yeah, okay, I'll finish it there. And well, yeah, it, it is. And so you, 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 want, you, play, you, you do them in stages. You're like, listen, I need to play me, do my debut. Right, fantastic. Tick that off. I want to play this. I want to play Champions League, Europa League. Yeah, come on, tick them off. Get them done. Mm. I want to play FA Cup, the Brigade, the, obviously the biggest British uh, cup competition that there is. You want to mm. go as far as that as you can. The Carlin Cup, League Cup, well, obviously Carlin Cup at the time. Uh, yeah. You want to go as far as play, you want to play in that. Get as far as you can. Get to finals. You want to win trophies. And again, to get to, to Wembley, the, the home of England, again, is just what you want to do as a, as a kid. And to go yeah. on and win it, get that winner's medal, walk up them steps, get a winner's medal and lift the trophy. Again, it's, like you said, another tick-off moment and a moment you'll never forget. Yeah. And I think with with the other cup competition we had that year, obviously, you just mentioned there, the FA Cup, we were a bit of a cup team that year. We were really difficult to beat in, in, those, in those ties. And we had a really good run to the FA Cup final as well. Obviously, there's disappointment where we didn't win it, but again, you were you played. I think you think you played every round again, and yeah. you remain staying aside again. And we've got to talk about the semi final against the Ev. I mean, you can't get much better than that, can you? I mean, what was it like for for yourself building up to that game and then playing the draw? The game Do you know what, mate? The draw was the best bit, honestly. <laughs> Go ahead. The draw was the best bit. The cheer that we had at Melwood when that draw came out—it was unbelievable. Yeah, I think. It's just we all sat there in the in the canteen watching it, waiting. Come on, give us a give us a good draw, and then obviously we got the Everton, and it was just a massive cheer of getting. This is going to be some. This is going to be some like semi. Do you know what I mean? Um, phone went mad, literally. <laughs> family, friends, you know what I mean? Just going mad, going. Oh, I need to be at that game. Come on, you need to sort. You need to get this ready. We need these yeah. tickets, that tickets. Yeah. Um, but I think at the time as well, I think Everton were 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 doing okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they were doing okay. They were having an half decent season, um, and even like a lot of like, I think they felt going into that semi final because we were, like you said, we were we were good at comp competition. The league wasn't going as well as it normally had, mm. um, and I felt that Everton had a bit of a kick in the step that they beat us. Um, and I don't think a lot of Everton fans would agree with me with that. They would disagree with me. Sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, I think they'd agree that they felt that they could go there and win it, and that's why I felt. It made it even better that we beat them. Um, but the build-up was just, for weeks, mate, it wasn't even just a week before. For weeks, it was, oh, I had blue noses, mate, texting me. I've got two uncles that are blue noses going, oh, listen, I hope you play, I hope you play well, but you don't win and yeah. all that. You know what I mean? The banter comes out, or oh, do this and do that for us, you know what I mean? Um, but again, another one that you just think, oh, this is just perfect for a scouse lad going mm. to Wembley to play against Everton in front of your family, friends, and, to go and win again, it was just a surreal day altogether. It was, and it was a lot of mixed emotions, wasn't it, on there? Because we, we went one nil down, and yeah, I had the goal as well. I had the yeah, it's madness. And then we scoring late on, and you know, even getting a late, another late winner against Everton, because we just seen that just seems to happen every time we bloody play them at the minute, which is great. Um, but then we get to the final, and then again, 
another box tick for you, lad. Uh, yeah. FA Cup final. Yeah. The emotions must have been massive that day. Massive. It was, mate. And they say the semi final was icing on the cake. It was fantastic. You'd won at Wembley. Uh, you've done it in front of your fans. You beat the Blues. Like, what more do you need? Uh, and then you get Chelsea in the final. And again, it was an fa- unbelievable occasion. Loved every minute of the warm up, thinking, wow, this is amazing. Played. Obviously, the result didn't go our way. Um, but obviously, the Andy Carrick goal, you think, oh, come on, that's in. You know what I mean? I know, yeah. yeah. You think, come on, give us a break. But it wasn't to be. Uh, but again, I can tick off a box FA Cup final. Listen, I was devastated we lost the final. I thought mm. we deserved something from it. Yeah. Um, but the only one team can win and Chelsea were fortunate enough to win on that day and I look back and I, I loved every single minute of it again I played in the FA Cup final that not many people can do mm. um, and I loved it <laughs> you know what I mean I know yeah. you're saying it but it was great it was something that I'll, I'll always look back on and I'm very fond memories of yeah of course and, I, I, and that's something like I want to ask, ask you is you look back on that final because obviously you played in it and you've got a run, runners up medal is is it, I know you, you always want to win things and stuff, but because yeah. you're a local lad and you've managed to win a trophy that season anyway and you've, you've already played at Wembley and won something, does it? Is it as bad a feeling like if the highlights come on the telly, you think, oh, no, I can't watch that? Yeah, you, no, listen, mate. Oh, I hated it. Hated it. Hated losing. Couldn't stand mm-hmm. it. It was the worst feeling ever, losing that game. I'm not going to lie to you. It was. It yeah. was really tough to take, uh, especially when I felt like we were the better team, second half especially. Uh, just a bit of class from drop, but obviously got the second goal. Um, but you know what? It was real hate. I didn't, I didn't like losing it. Um, that everybody was the same feeling. It's not nice to lose a final, but you, you got to the final. You deserve to be there, and you're just unlucky on the day. Um, one of them things you have to pick yourself up and go again and, and crack on. There's, you can't dwell on it. What's happened's happened. No. And, but I'll always look back. Whether win, obviously, I know we lost it. So I look back, but I still have very good memories of, the, of, of it all. Yeah, brilliant. Because you're just like you're so humble, mate. You're just so appreciative of the opportunities I've had anyway, haven't you? So yeah, most, mate, listen, some footballers listen. will play one game, break the leg, and then they've got to retire. Yeah, listen, I'm fortunate every day. I get to I get to do the job that I've always dreamed to do, and I love every minute of it. I still got the same hunger and desire now. I want to succeed and do well, and just and keep improving and keep getting better. And I want to play for as long as possible. And I, for me, it's you got to work every day. I, I don't want to. I don't want to work as hard as I do every day and then not have something at the end of it. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. that game of the weekend is the best thing about the feeling. So I want to work and prove that I can still play. Um, I've been very fortunate enough and loved every single bit of my career. Whether people, obviously, people have maybe different opinions, I, I've absolutely mm. loved every second of it. Perfect, mate. Um, well, I don't know if you've noticed over the last couple of weeks, uh, especially the last two weeks, where we've had the, the there's an infamous documentary which you were a part of uh, being Liverpool. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, that's obviously been talked about a lot. I mean, for God's sake, there's nothing much to talk about football-wise at the minute. So, obviously, everyone's talking about it. The the, the infamous documentary, obviously, Brendan Rodgers comes in. Yeah. Um, and you featured quite, you know, a heavily part of an episode where yeah. you, you go to home, they see your, your yeah. wife and your daughter at the time. Yeah. And then they go and see your dad. They spend the day with the dad while you're playing for Hearts. And I had no idea that you were playing playing against Hearts and then two days later, or three days later, you're off to Bolton. Yeah. Just, I, I couldn't fathom how, how that happened. I really couldn't. I mean, was that a tough thing to take when you were told you were going to go out on loan? Listen, um, I've told everyone the same story. Um, 
had a good pre-season, really enjoyed it. Obviously, Brendan had come in. We started early because of the Europa League, is it, disqualification stuff. Yeah. Um, and we had a good conversation. He called me in one day and said, listen, where do you see the season going? Uh, I knew Brendan from years ago when he was at Chelsea. Um, I, I, I spoke to him plenty of times and so knew exactly what he was about. Um, and he called me and said, what are your ambitions for the season? Yeah. I said, listen, I want to succeed on last season. I felt I, I did enough to, to be involved and to be around and I feel as if I, I, I do should do it again. And he said, no, listen, he said, that's fine. He said, I agree with what you're saying. He said, you'll be, you'll be a big part of the squad. Uh, you'll play, you might not play as many as you'd have played last year because I'm looking to bring in Joe Allen. So I was like, right, OK. So I knew he was going to bring in Joe Allen. We all knew that he was one of his favourite players. Um, another midfielder had come in. I was thinking, oh, cheers, yeah. thank you very much. Um, <laughs> And then he just said, kind of, obviously, you might come on a few, you might do this. And I thought, well, after having that real real glimpse of playing 35, two cup finals, mm. and playing all the cup competitions, it was kind of a bit of a blow. Um, I said to him, OK, that's fine. Thank you for being honest. You know what I mean? I, I, I'll take that. Um, but I like to think about it. So that was fine. He said, no problem at all. So we trained forever. We played the Hearts game. Um and I think he brought I think he brought me off after about an hour, I think. Yeah. And I just thought like I just felt like oh that was a kind of a a final straw that he kinda of, like didn't feel that I was gonna play as be as big as part as I'd like to be. Um so I went to see him the day after and said, Oh, was there a reason why I came off? And he said, No, I just wanted to get Joe on. Um and I said, Okay, I said, Well, is this is this gonna be like a regular occurrence? And he said, Well, listen, obviously I've brought Joe in, he's a lot of money. Um, he's a player that I've admired quite a lot yeah. so it's going to be split between the two and I was like alright okay and I took a little bit of a, a bit of a knock by that um, I felt that I deserved a bit more so again day after that just knocked on his office and said listen I've, I've, I've had a sniff from a few clubs after the year that I've had to go on loan and play uh, would, I, would, that be an, would that be an option and he said if that's what you want to do then that's great that's fine so we shook hands fairly grown men said thank you very much and I had obviously good phone calls with Bolton and I felt like it was the right thing for me to do to go and play and I loved every single minute of my season at Bolton. It's mad that way because I didn't I had no idea that it was relatively your decision to do that. I, I had no idea. I just felt I just felt at the time um that after the season that I just had, I didn't really want to go backwards. Um listen, the or leading up to that stage I'd done everything I'd ever dreamed of doing. Um and I kind of sat down with my dad and my agents and said, can I deal with playing maybe 10, 12 games and coming on a couple of games, playing the odd cup game here? I felt that in my career, if my career was maybe to go, go on longer, I needed to go and play games, yeah. uh, whatever level that may have been. Um, so I just felt like the right decision for me at the time uh, was, to, was to go on loan and play. And I went on and played 40-odd 40, 40 games that season again for, for Bolton. It's such a bold decision, mate, obviously, because of the... the... The, the time well, it's play. football, mate. Do you know what I mean? I, I want to play football. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, like I just said to you, I don't want to train week in, week out and have nothing at the end of it. Mm. I want to play regularly. I want to be fighting for three points. I want to play games. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to, And I just want to play football. So, whether that was going to be at Liverpool or not, it was just a, a, my decision to take. And I don't regret that decision. Yes. Uh, I'm happy with that decision. It was the right one for me at the time. So Yeah. Well, it's because the 11-12 season was like a, a breakthrough for you, wasn't it? Like, yeah, like you played it was, so many games. The next progression for you should have been playing most of the Premier League games and play, play, playing 80% of the games. Like you, like you yeah. said, you've made the decision because you don't want to be a bit part player. 
yeah. that's fair. Obviously, he's brought Joe Allen in, who's he was the Welsh Javi, yeah. who wanted to try and fit in. But no, I, I don't think any Liverpool fan no. would blame you for taking that decision. Obviously, you want to play football like anyone does. They don't want to sit. Like you said, mate. Yeah, it was, it was progression because I think obviously under Rackford, it was like a couple of games as a kid, and then the next year I got a couple more. Year after, obviously Europa League stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it gradually got more and more. So, like you said, the eleven twelve season for me was a massive season. Played probably nearly 80, 90% of the games. And then, like you said, the year after, you want to do that again. And yeah. when someone comes in and kind of like, he was honest, listen, I've got no hard feelings with Brendan. I've yeah. seen him a lot a lot recently and I've got no hard feelings whatsoever. Um, and I just felt that I didn't want to go backwards again because then I felt like I didn't, it would maybe have knocked a career going forward. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, it was my mainly my decision. Obviously, myself and like my dad at the time yeah. and, to to go make that decision and we we believe it's the right one. Well, definitely because you uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but deep you won uh, Player of the Year, didn't you, in your first year? Yeah, mate. No, I'd, I'd say I had a really successful year. Uh, we lost out on the last day from goal difference. That was a real real blow. Can't yeah. believe we did that. Uh, but yeah, won quite a lot of awards that year. Uh, got the Northwest Footballer of the Year and stuff like that. So it was it was a really successful year. So really enjoyed it again. Yeah, like I said, maybe just it proves everybody that the decisions you make are right because you you play the majority of games, you, you win those accolades and it yeah. proves the ability that you the, the ability that you had. Was there um was there a little thing in terms of the loan deal where you couldn't play the, the last few games or something? Did I did I read oh, that? That was that was when I signed. So obviously I come back after the first loan year. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, I Rogers had oddly fight like seeing that I'd had a great year and whatever. And he said, listen, we'd like to offer you a new deal at the club. So I was like, all right, okay. And he said, but it'll be the same scenario as like what it has been before. So mm. I was like, okay. And then again, just having that year of 40-odd games, getting the accolades, obviously winning like Northwest Football of the Year, yeah. Bottoms Player of the Year, you know, stuff like that. You just think, you know what, I've had a real bite, real bite for championship football week in, week out. And again, another stage of my career, I think, you know what, I've just played 46 games there. I can go and do that for the next four or five years so again it was just a decision of I'd like to I think Blackburn came in at the time with the bid as well but then Bolton matched it so um, I went to Australia with the club first and that's when the bid came in we literally landed in Australia (laughs) and the bid from both clubs came two hours later oh I didn't send you straight back did they no mate I had to to wait two weeks two and a half weeks in Australia Malaysia Singapore and all that oh Jesus what was going on I enjoyed the trip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're training for Liverpool and you're thinking I'm, I'm going to play for Bolton next year because I, I imagine well, it, was kind, it was kind of like obviously Brendan called me and said listen we've had bids from both clubs it's up to you if you want to speak to them that's great but obviously remember the conversation that we had and I was like yeah that, that, that's fine so it was just a matter of two weeks of get fit get pre-season out the way and just see how we, how it goes in the games mm. um, the games in pre-season he didn't really include me, so I kind of got a feeling again that it was kind of time for me to move on. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for Stevie G, I wouldn't have played in the oh god, what's the cricket ground game uh, called? The cricket ground, one with a hundred thousand fans in. Oh bloody hell! Oh, yeah. that gone from me. My best mate's gonna have a right go at me now. Oh god, it's got me head. The Australian cricket ground. Yeah, it's got like a hundred thousand in anyway. Uh, Stevie said before the game, like I think I think Brendan had thought, oh listen, you're gonna come off after you're gonna come off after like seventy or something. He said, right, he said Spio's coming on for me. He said he's not played a lot of minutes, he needs to play, so he's coming on for me. That's any anyone I'm coming off for. 
So he kind of forced it with him to like give me 20 minutes of that last game. But obviously, you know, because the amount of fans and whatever, which yeah. I really appreciated and thought it was good of him, obviously being the captain and whatever. Uh, and then obviously that that preseason kind of gave me a bit of an inkling that it wasn't going to be, um, and decided to 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 go to to go to Bolton. Fair play because I know they absolutely loved you when you came back and you were made captain in the first. I know Zach Knight was the, was the captain, wasn't he? But yeah. obviously, with through his injuries and stuff like that, you took over that mantle and then you got uh, captaincy and, and got the team promoted as well. So, no, well, listen, mate, my bottom time was fantastic. I absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, going on your point before, yeah, there was a bit of a clause that if I played over. I think it was a played over twenty five games. There was a meant to be a payment to the club to live back to Liverpool. Um, so for the first for the first year they paid it. The second year I then had to go on loan to Blackburn because they weren't willing to pay it. Um, so I went on loan to Blackburn where um, where Gary Bowie was. Yeah. So I went there for three four months. Had a great three four months there. Loved that again. Great time. Really enjoyed this. Had some great players: Jordan Rhodes, Tom Kearney, mm. uh, Rudy Guestead. Ben Marshall, like a really good side. We finished, I think we finished eighth, eighth, I think it was. Went back the year after, played again, and then they said the same thing again. You can't play. Um, that time, I think we were we were probably about eighteenth at that time. I think eighteenth, nineteenth, we were struggling that year. Mm. Um, and for the last twelve or thirteen games, I missed, and then the, the club got relegated. Yeah, uh, it was really tough. Watching the lads go through that tough time, not being able to help them. You know, I'm not saying I would have kept them up, you know what I mean? But no. at least, like, be out there helping them because training Monday to Friday, and I can't help them on the pitch. It was difficult. Yeah. Um, probably probably one of the most difficult times in my career, I think, just with not having the game time at the end. Um, but then being, neg- uh, being relegated, obviously, that summer it was tough. It was negative all around the club. But then to get promotion back from League One that year was just icing on the cake for me. Would would you say that was your your best moment at at Wanderers? Um, oof. I think if all round, I'd probably say after my first year on loan, my my loan season, the first one, loved that. Felt it was fantastic. Loved every single minute of it. But then after signing, again, loved every minute. Loved being there. Loved playing. Had the difficult times of each year doing this, that, and the other. But if I was to pick a full year of real enjoyment, it was that year of promotion, the League One. Um, the, the side that we got relegated with, all the lads stayed. And no word of a lie, we came back on pre-season day one and we all looked around the changing room and said, if we do not get promoted this year with this squad, we have to retire. That was, general, that was a general conversation in, in the dressing room on day one of pre-season. And we just said, no disrespect to everyone that was in the league, yeah. We just said, listen, with this squad that we've got, we, we, we should get out of this league straight away. And, and, and we did. And it was just a real good year with like Phil Parkinson as well. He was a fantastic manager then. Um, and just a real good set of lads. And we deserved it as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the club is, it's been around for, since, you know, since the league formed. And it's, it, yeah. it's, been, it's an, an incredible club. It, it was a family run club for years. And it, I'm just. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. The stadium, the facilities, the fans. The club itself, it was fantastic. Again, sadly, missed going behind the scenes and money problems and all that. And owners, that's another conversation that everyone can go into themselves. But a real, real good club and the, the fans were brilliant. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Yes, it's, uh, it was just nice to see them um, 
not not going to administration, wasn't it last year? And yeah, absolutely, was... mate. It was real tough. A lot of lad, a lot of people still work there that are that were there when I do. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Even like Weeks was there at the time, Vela, and they were all still there then. So obviously they've they've moved on now, but they were there at the time, and it was tough for them as well to see them go through that as well. Yeah. Um, but now we look at Captain of Blackpool now. Um, yeah. How are you enjoying life by the seaside, mate? Again. Love it, mate. Really, really do, yeah. It's, again, it, it's a, it's a, you know what? I, I don't mind a dodgy owner, do, do I? Um, <laughs> listen, now when when I first went, obviously everyone knew about Goosens. Everybody yeah. knew about them, obviously. But going and playing for them when I first went, it was a real eye opener. Mm. Um, again, it was the manager Gary Bowie that, like, that got me in. He was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Great guy. Great friend of mine still. Um, he called me in and said, listen, come and sign here. So I was like, great, I'll sign a year, no problem. Signed, played, and it was real. It was, it was so mad. We were playing in front of 2,000 fans because obviously the fans weren't willing to come back because of the Oysters. Mm. Um, so it was a bit of a mad one, but really enjoyed football again, playing. It was great. We finished, I think we finished ninth or 10th, I think it was. Um, and then the year after when the, the Oysters left, it was just got, it's, been, it's got better and better and better since, since they've left. The fans have got the club back. We've got a new owner. He's brilliant. We've got new, like obviously all the, all the new players, new board. They've kitted everything out again. It's just a real, real good club, and it's a real, real good project going forward, and one that I'm really enjoying being on the ride on. Oh, good stuff, mate. Well, hopefully you can you can get back as uh, as, as soon as possible and get uh, playing for Tangerines as, as quickly as possible. Obviously, we always encourage when it's safe to do so and stuff. When we're all addicted to football and yeah. back, but just as long as it's all safe, mate. And uh, as, as I mean, are, are, you, are you being told? Are you being told anything at the minute? Whether it's back or just just when to run? <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know what, mate? We're waiting. We're kind of waiting to find out what's what. Uh, we've kind of got an off-season program, so we're having to run every day and send our runs over to the fitness coach and keep an eye on what we're doing to keep fit. Obviously, Neil Critchley is now our manager. Awesome. Um, he's a real good manager. He's only been here a couple of weeks, but his training, the amount of detail he goes through, is mm. is next to none. Uh, I think he'd do really well for the club. Um, but yeah, we're just waiting to find out. We've had a rough date of around the 16th of 18th of May, maybe. Mm. That was a kind of like rough one, yeah. if you want to say, you know what I mean? So we're just working towards that, but depending on what the government's saying, obviously the guidelines and the health and safety and stuff. And we're just waiting for the phone call to say, yes, let's go again or no. Yeah, exactly. Because safety's paramount at the minute. I mean, that's yeah, the of course, mate. Yeah. Everybody's families and stuff. But I think, obviously, from a Liverpool perspective, we're all desperate for it to. Uh, to to kick off oh, as possible. We just want to see uh, we want to see Hendo lifting that trophy, mate. So again, you know, you've you, you left the club under under Brendan Rodgers, and then obviously Klopp's come in now. And yeah. give us your thoughts on as a Liverpool fan the job he's done and talk about. But, uh, he's, it's all he's, he's incredible, isn't he? I yeah. love him. I'd love I'd I'd love to work under him. I just the aura and the everything he has about him and how he speaks to people and. How he's got the best out of all these players is, is incredible, and the love that they have for him as well. That's a special bond that, like, for players that really, really love a manager and run through a wall for a manager. That that takes a lot of trust and yeah. and work to to build that relationship. And it just it's it, it's incredible to see. Um, they've got better year by year. He's got better year by year as well. Of obviously working things out and working the Premier League out. Yeah. Obviously the cup runs, the Madrid, um, the finals and stuff, and. 
and obviously now hopefully fingers crossed everything crossed that they get through and they get past they go and finish this season off and win the tro- uh, the, the Premier League is he's just the only way you can use is incredible I think you all probably agree with me that he, he's been probably one of the greatest managers Liverpool will will, will ever see definitely mate I mean if we you know the, the, the flag that's on the cop where we've got all the greatest managers that have won things with us and he'll definitely be added to that yeah 100% you know, so it's uh, yeah, well, we just want to try and keep as long as we can, don't we? Like, but we well, have to, mate. You know what I mean? If this club, it's all right. Fingers crossed again. He goes on and win it, but you don't want to be that just one hit wonder. You want to like, come on, let's go, let's go and like run it, run it for a bit. Mm. Let's go and like stay there with the, with City and now obviously City are again in this little transition stage, you could say. But yeah. let's go and let's go and run the Premier League for a couple of years, like we used to. Do you know what I mean? Um, don't just settle for winning it once, go and win it twice, or go and win it three times and real make a statement of what Liverpool Football Club is, uh, Liverpool Football Club is again. Yeah. Um, I think we did that obviously with the losing the Champions League final to then go win it the year after. Real shows like yeah. the sides here not to mess about. We're here to, for, the, for, for a good stage. That's it, mate. And, and, Great uh, trip, that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as a professional footballer, you sit yourself, you know, James Milner once said, like, once you win the first one, then we'll, it'll winning breeds winning. So you win the Champions League final, we win the World Club, uh, Club Cup, Super Cup, and yeah. we're, I'll touch wood, we're going on to win the Premier League now. Is, is that is, it's not a myth, is it? No, is it? There's nothing better. There's nothing better than the feeling of winning a football match. Yeah. Nothing better. At the end of that 19 minutes, when you walk off and you've won, you've got three points, you can never, you can never beat that feeling, whether it's a friendly or a, a game, a cup game, a final. That feeling of winning that game is exactly the same right the way through. Mm. You're a professional footballer. That's what you. That's what you earn your money for, if you want to say. Yeah. No one likes losing in anything. Anything. Never. Whether you're being a footballer or, or a cricketer or I don't know, and, like, and a Formula yeah. One driver or like you know <laughs> what I mean, or five aside with your mates. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Everybody hates losing on football match, so it's 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 in your blood, and you you want to you want to succeed and be successful. Everyone who wants to look back on their career when they finish and go, wow, happy days. Mm. Definitely, mate. And have you spoken to Hendo? Because obviously you've, you've you played with him. Is, uh, have you had any contact with him? You no, know well, mate, he's a really good guy. Uh, he joined, obviously, when I was there. We had a really good relationship and we've had a great relationship since. Um, we do. I speak to him every little, every so and so. I don't want to pound on him, you know what I mean? He's the busiest man alive at the minute. Uh, he's going to be lifting the Premier League trophy, we hope. So, He's getting clouded with all sorts of messages and everything. But again, it's just messages of wishing luck and he deserves all the accolades that he's getting. He had a difficult time when he first came. Uh, a lot of people were on his back, but we've seen in day-to-day training what he could be and, and what he could do for this football club. And he deserves everything he's getting. And he really does deserve to go on and, and, and lift the trophies he's going to lift. Yeah, well... I think that on the cake will hopefully be the player of the year. Do you think he'll... Sorry? Hopefully- I think he'll finally get player of the year as well, do you think, this year? You know what? He, in my opinion, I think he deserves it. He'll yeah. have a tough one, obviously, Sadio. I think, obviously, Mane's been outstanding again for year after year. But if you have to pick someone, he's, he's led us. The, I, just, I don't know if people, many people notice it, but sometimes when he comes on, he just changes everything. He's yeah. so influential now. Like Even when like Klopp's rested him and brings him on for half an hour, that half an hour is like 100 mile an hour from everybody. Yeah. He just lives. The whole squad, the stadium, the fans, the players, everything. Yeah. And he's just a fantastic leader. And again, I know I've repeated it, but he deserves everything that he's getting. He mm. does. Yeah, I, I always, I always look, look back at like the Leicester game when we beat Leicester 4-0 away. I've never seen like 
I sent him a play as well since Steven Gerrard. He was absolutely, literally, he was just dominating everything. He was like just a man obsessed, really. Yeah, it was, it was literally ridiculous. I know Trent got two assists and scored that game, yeah. but Henderson was absolutely unbelievable. And that just he, for the last, yeah, for the last two years, though, mate, he's probably gone like a like an unsung hero, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Obviously, like the Sattlers and the Manes and Bobbies, obviously took on Virgil as well because obviously how big he is. Yeah. Um, Trent as well, Robbo coming in. There's a lot of big players in that squad that are probably getting with the assists and goals, like you say, yeah. probably taking a lot of the the work that he does um, out of it. But this year, he's really started. I think people have really started to see what role he brings to the club and what he brings to the to the team as well. He's a bit of an unsung hero, in my opinion, and he deserves yeah. again everything, every accolade he's, he's getting at the minute. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, Mick, go on then. You asked the, the tough question for Jay. Yeah, so the difficult, the difficult one is you pick, pick yourself a five side team. Like, so, when you message me about this, it's easy, but I repeat it to everybody. It's... Do, you go, do you go full out attack, or would you? are you going to play it safe with a couple of defenders in there? Do you know what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to, uh, no, I'm going to go, I'll go a bit, a bit of a mix, I think. I'll go, I'll go to Pepe Arena in goal. Good choice, mate. I, I, what a character. Imagine he was dead funny in the dressing room. Oh, one of the best characters I think I've ever, I've ever been around. <laughs> he, he, he used to play out of five sides as well. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, so I'd have him in goal. I'd have Carragher. So obviously them two are like me defensive side, you know what I mean? They can cover what they need to cover. Um, Stevie, obviously, that's an easy one. Uh, and then I'm gonna go. But Stevie does an all-round job, doesn't he? So then I'll go just add those Suarez and Torres. Oh, what a five-side team that is! Like. Can't be beating that, like, can I? You know what I mean? Like, there's not. Like, I'm, <laughs> listen, I've been fortunate enough to play with like, fan side, but as a five-side team, I think you, you, there's not much better than that at the minute. No, absolutely not. The work rate, like you say, Pepe can play with his feet for fun. Used to play out in five side, he was class. Carter's Carter, he's effing and blinded at everybody, keeping everyone in shape. Stevie's your all round world class midfield that can do a bit of defensive on tacking. Suarez is kind of like, like that. Suarez is a bit of a number 10 behind Suarez. Suarez, you're out and out striker, yeah. And then Suarez doing the dirty work and his class work as well. I mean, I know you mentioned it, Reina, didn't he? Didn't he play in a friendly in Centimere for Liverpool? Years ago, pre, it wasn't pre season, he had to play out because, because well, I didn't have enough subs, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but he was a classmate, honest to God. He was so good, he was probably one of the best keepers I think I've ever seen with his feet. Yeah, it just shout right, go, and he just like ping a ball, it's a crossbar, bang, top corner, bang, hit a pole, done. Player, go stand over there, go on, I'll let you, and just hit everybody with everyone. Did he bring in like the sidewind volley as well? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. I think he was like the catalyst for like keepers like playing out from the back. Well, like yeah, start. I remember the, I think they, I remember assists for um, against Villa. I think it was Albert Riera oh. scored like a, a volley, and it was from a, a Reina kick yeah. out. Mate, honestly, he was incredible. He was so good. I think he went deaf a couple of times off Carragher as well. He, his after, he was he had a bit of a foul mouth, but he was funny. <laughs> Imagine though, mate. Oh, like you said, that five side team there and. The, the two up front with uh, Suarez and Torres, what a, I mean, for me, I, they, they were jaw-dropping of a game, but imagine in training they were doing stuff that you just like, how the frig has he done that? You know? Do you know what, mate? The, the, Torres was unbelievable. He was an out-and-out striker, Torres. Mm. Like, his finishing, his, his movements, was next to none. Obviously, the connection he had with Stevie as well was, was unbelievable. Um, 
but he did it for like 18 months or so, like 18 months real fire. And then after that, he kind of just, I don't know, it's kind of like he, like he lost the love of it. And he yeah. kind of like fell out and had, had sniffs of moves and stuff. And listen, he was a fantastic player for Liverpool. Never take that away from him. But he just didn't, in my opinion, I don't think he reached the heights of Liverpool anywhere else. Yeah, um, oh, definitely. No, yeah. I, I think he's real. I think he, he's real, real good. The best of Torres was at Liverpool. Um, yeah. But when obviously when Suarez came in, you'd obviously seen it done well at Ajax, but there wasn't as much hype as him coming in as Torres. Um, but there was no surprise whatsoever he went on to do what he did because what you see in a game is what you got every day in training. He would kick people for fun. He would punch them. He would drag them on the floor. He hated losing and he just loved to play football and his desire for the, to, to win and to play football was class. And he was a real, real good guy off the field as well. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of good battles and training and fun times and he, he was really good to be around as well. That's me. I was going to say he must have been a nightmare to play against. In fact, in well, like mate, he was he was horrible, you know, because especially like you know, like little five side games or like close games, when you got it in the middle of the park and he was running after, he used to just like punch you in the back. <laughs> Literally, mate, honest to God, it just it just, it just kick you, and you'd be like, "What are you kicking me for?" <laughs> anything to put you off, but then he'd always try and make you. And you would literally yeah. try your hardest not to get meg, but he would put it through your legs. And oh, the amount of times I'd just kick him as well, just because I thought you're not megging me today. That's the famous <laughs> banner, Louis, Louis Suarez could mega mermaid. He could, honestly, mate. It's, it's <laughs> not how he did it in some places. You just thought, what are you doing? It, it, it looked jammy though, didn't it? Sometimes, yeah, it sometimes like, it did, mate. Does, does, is he meaning that or not? But he, he obviously is, isn't he? At he times, he'd like put yeah. through, and you'd be like, is, is that skill or is that luck? But it's yeah, obviously. But then, Another one I've missed out the five side team was Raheem. Oh yeah, of course. You played with him, didn't you? He was Raheem was a different level. Like you could just see from a kid, he was he was quiet. Obviously, you, you remember the um, the program when he dingied Rogers. Was it steady when he shouted steady? Steady, yeah. Yeah. Was you there? Yeah, yeah, we were there. Yeah. That was in Boston. That was pre-season. Was that was in pre-season Boston? I think it was. Yeah. Did, did he actually say it? Because he, he was he was saying he didn't say anything. Did he actually say it? Did you hear him say it? I did, I didn't actually hear him say it, thingy. But a lot of the he think he heard something said. Don't they? They don't yeah. know if it was steady or not. But a lot of people said they heard things. But I like I was somewhere else at that time. Um, <laughs> but he was. You could see what was what was he seventeen? I think it was. Yeah. And he was a player. You could just tell him why. He was so strong, so strong and so quick. He was just next and on him. Real, really good. Live the kid's dream. So, Yeah, I think that's the thing what I've, I've taken a lot out of this today was we talk about being Liverpool fans and being able to put on the shirt and you've done that at this stage. You, you know, you, your dad was a massive Liverpool fan. He's, he's proud to say that my son's put on the red shirt and you've yeah. played, played in Champions League. You've won medals with us. You've, you've, done, you've, you've pretty much done everything, mate, haven't you? With what? No, listen, I, look, luckily, mate, luckily, I, I worked my socks off as a young kid. Yeah. Um, Deserve everything you got. Sacrificed quite a lot, you know what I mean? The, the child, <clears throat> sorry, I was training three times a week with a game of a weekend. Didn't get a lot of time with friends. Couldn't play with my mates anymore as a young lad. Yeah. Um, was up and down the country uh, from 16 full time. Um, and, you know, the hours we put in and the work commitments and, I love, I've obviously got all my rewards from it and that wouldn't have been without my mum and dad taking me to them places. So, mm. do you know what I mean, mate? All the hours they'd put in for me with, the, with my mum and dad and whatever, um, I wouldn't be where they are, where I am today or have what I've got or the lovely family that I've got now. And Yeah. 
without what 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 they've given me the opportunity that they've given me as a kid. Yeah. Um, I've paid them back as much as possible. Um, do you know what I mean? And he's they've still got the shirts and they're up in their house now. So brilliant, mate. Love it. And obviously you settled down with uh, with a uh, young family now as well. Have you got three girls now. Yeah, been married eighteen months. Um, been my partner ten years, so it's a long time. And then got a eight year old, five year old, and a six month old. And they're all girls as well, mate. All girls, mate. <laughs> even the, even the even the dog is as well. <laughs> no way, that's the throne. Oh, yeah. mate. Yeah. Well, they say real men produce girls anyway, mate. So you're spot. Hey, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, on class, mate. They're brilliant. Honestly, they're really, really good. Love it. Um, keep on my toes. Completely different. Yeah. So good. Nah, spot on, mate. Spot on. Sorry, squad please. number 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 twenty was there any significance with the number you chose or was it just no, one? I was, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna tell you before. So I was twenty six, wasn't I? Was yeah. And um, we bought Charlie Adam. Mm. Yeah. Charlie Adam's son was born. I think it was his son. I think it was. Was born on the twenty sixth, and he had a thing of a number for twenty six. Yeah. Now at the time, I didn't really have a thing for numbers. I wasn't really like a numbers a number. I was kind of like it is what it is. Uh, the only thing I did was was that I needed an even number for some strange reason. I don't like odd numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the only only available number at the time was twenty. Um. So took twenty, and that was the number going. That was how it was. Hey, Mascherano. We, we signed a midfielder, and actually did, did him a favour. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> numbers they can mean something. Like um, at the minute, like my daughter's born on the eighth and one fourth on the seventeenth. So obviously, with being number eight now, it kind of like means a little bit. Um, but I think as a at that stage, being then, it was kind of like squad number for Liverpool Football Club. Give me ninety nine or one hundred and ten if yeah, you want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like I'm happy to have one as long as it's even. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was. You know, I got twenty six spearing on the back of the black shirt with the yellow with the yellow trim. Oh yeah. I blatantly did that because you had the same first name as me, so I was like, fuck it, I'll have that. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> why I did it. Um, I used to sell one shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking change the number. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Hey, man, well, now you know it's not my fault. It's Charlie Adams. Fault. Exactly. Well, there's a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've still, I need to dig that shirt out somewhere. Um, wait, um, well, listen, mate, we'll, we, we will let you go. Um, yeah. And like I said, we <laughs> Talk with you, mate. Talk about the, the Reds and, and your career. And thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, we really appreciate no, it. Always, mate, we do appreciate it, Sam. Thank you. All right, mate. All the best. And uh, cheers, Doc. Sports Social Podcast Network.